Tonight, we put aside all of the policy fights in Washington, D.C. You've been hearing about with the fake news and all of that. We're going to put that... We're going to put that aside. And instead, we're going to talk about success, about how all of you amazing young scouts can achieve your dreams. What to think of what I've been thinking about. You want to achieve your dreams? I said, who the hell wants to speak about politics when I'm in front of the Boy Scouts? Right? Boy Scout values are American values. And great Boy Scouts become great, great Americans. As the Scout law says, a Scout is trustworthy, loyal. We could use some more loyalty, I will tell you. Man, this is... This is a lot of people. Turn those cameras back there, please. That is so incredible. By the way, what do you think the chances are that this incredible, massive crowd, record-setting, is going to be shown on television tonight? One percent or zero? The fake media will say, President Trump spoke... And you know what this is. President Trump spoke before a small crowd of Boy Scouts today. That's some, that is some crowd. Fake media, fake news. By the way, just a question. Did President Obama ever come to a jamboree? Broadcasting from the Live Network Studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey, it's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. Woo! Nothing like an election day in the United States. That speech is quickly moving up my all-time favorite. <laughs> I think since the I Have a Dream speech, which is kind of... Oh, yeah. Right. Let's, let's so, put those on par with each other. Well, what I'm a great saying, way to start then, the show. Since then. Oh, since, since then. Since then, right? It okay. might be my second favorite speech since then. My second favorite speech since I Have a Dream is Bill Polian's, uh, or, or, or Bill Polian's uh, <laughs> Independence Day speech to galvanize the Air Force and Randy Quaid That's, to go yeah. attack the aliens. All right. That's easily the best speech <laughs> It's the I have a dream speech, okay. but I wasn't. Uh, you said Bill Polian. Uh, that's not it. It's uh, Bill, Bill Pullman. Pullman. Yeah, Bill Polian is Pullman. the GM. Yes. Uh, Bill Pullman. Bill Polian is the GM of the Bills and yes. uh, Colts. So now the best speech since I have a dream is the Caitlyn Jenner ESPY Award for <laughs> Courage speech. Did you ever see that? Uh, it's a good one. Oh man, it is great. Absolutely. Well, welcome to the Quizzo Trivia Podcast, folks. Day after the election. The blue election. wave election blue was more wave. like a blue drizzle. Oh, you People didn't hear them call it mist. this the blue wave? Blue mist. They, yeah, they yeah. Gonna... Well, they got the, the House back. It's a little bit yeah, more they balanced. They lost even more room in the Senate. They didn't get as many governors. Listen, every president loses the House in his second year. It's it just going on for 100 years. I mean, Obama lost the entire yeah, Congress happens. by a in the second Every year. two years, but so, yeah, no, certainly is the blue drizzle uh, is well. in effect. <laughs> the blue water. See, my pistol. my theory is that whenever you talk <laughs> about politics on a show that's supposed to be apolitical, you're going to piss off half the audience. Oh, so. listen, I, I, I'm not political. I just I like know, to no. talk about the news. 
<laughs> well, it is the day after when election. When I see things like Blue Wave, that makes me laugh. Well, you know, all of those things are, are concoctions right. of the oh, fake we, media. We have the, the youngest news. congresswoman. Do you know that? We have the yes. youngest congresswoman uh, in history. Asario, uh, what, what, she's uh, from New York, right? Yeah, I thought it was Alexandria. Right? Al- yeah, Alexandria. Asaro, is that her last name? Uh, Cortez, Cortez is the second part of the, the that middle. Sorrow Cortez or is something that like is? that. Yeah, yeah I think she's got a, a hyphenated name. But twenty nine. How old? Right? Twenty nine years old. What old. an accomplishment! I mean, could you Good imagine? Yeah, and she did it with like no campaign years money. Old to be no. in Congress. Already? I could just tell the general population out there, you did not want to trust the twenty nine year old me to be in the Congress <laughs> of the United States of America. <laughs> I, I mean, and I and I was like a. a uh, At 29, I was afraid to go vote because I thought they'd be waiting for me. Yeah, me too. Like, come on, just sign that piece of paper. Just sign that piece of paper. Like, you you owe three parking Hell tickets. No. And, uh... I'm not going down to the municipal building. Stop <laughs> <laughs> waiting for me. You know, it's going I'm, not, I'm not doing that. No, I, I agree completely. It's, it's one of those things where um, if you're super into politics, it's a, it's a great day. I, I always encourage people to vote, but I'm always shocked at how few people actually vote that are, and then you see these lines that are going five hours deep and whatever, and you say, "Oh, that's why they don't vote because you make it as inconvenient as humanly that's possible." That's amazing. To really, do I, it. Didn't, I didn't see that. Oh my god! In Georgia, there was like disaster all over, and of course, all the poor districts. Surprise! People are waiting five see, hours. It, it took me eleven seconds to vote. Yeah, because you live in a short, or you're in a community that's only busy three times, a, you know, three months out of the year. Yeah. So. I mean, there's nobody waiting at my table in front of me. I got right in there, signed it up. All right. Well, let's talk about happier things, shall we, Nick? Yes, I got a great trivia. happy thing. Okay. Uh, I, I do, too. Um, but mine was ironic and not okay. happy. So I'll let you give the actual happy thing. <laughs> well, if you know me at all, you know that this is also ironic. Ironic and not happy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who did President Trump wish good luck to after his recent arrest? <laughs> Who did President Trump wish good luck to after his recent arrest? Is it somebody that turned on Trump or that was in part of the investigation uh, from Mueller? Close. It's somebody who has definitely turned on Trump. I don't know if they were ever, you know, necessarily pals, but he's definitely not in favor with our president. His his only uh, his lawyer, Michael. I'll, I'll tell you this: he was arrested over. Fighting for a parking spot in Manhattan. Oh, I did see this. I did see this. Uh, I believe it was Alec Baldwin. Yes, <laughs> Alec Baldwin at it again. Dude, you're a multimillionaire. Park in a parking garage. You're fighting people for parking spots? What is wrong with this guy? That's, that's like a lunatic move. When you he have is that, a lunatic. Yeah, that, that's I think a calling lo- your daughter a filthy pig is a lunatic move. <laughs> Being arrested twice for parking spot? This guy should be behind bars. This is not the first time he's been arrested over a parking spot. Uh, I think we have an intro where it's Alec in little segments. Oh, yeah. <laughs> calling his phone call daughter his 11-year-old little girl. filthy little pig. Yeah, well, oh, you know, well, at least she saved that voicemail to embarrass <laughs> you for the rest of your life. And now he's got like 12 more kids with the new wife. It's almost the opposite of the endearing eating the cheeseburger on the floor that Hasselhoff did when his kids filmed him, where it's like, Dad, you need help. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna film you. You've never so you seen can... me eat a cheeseburger before. Can we, can we they, play that? They, they didn't release <laughs> that on purpose that either. Hasselhoff clip 
I mean, that's got to be still there, right? Oh, sure. If I just type in, what do you think? It's Hasselhoff cheeseburger? That's all it needs? I would think if you type in cheeseburger and the letter H, you'll probably get it. Hasselhoff hooked on a feeling is the first thing with Hasselhoff H. Wow. I didn't know he did hooked on a feeling. It's another thing to play. Hasselhoff chicken and Hasselhoff cheeseburger the falcon. So I don't know why it says cheeseburger the falcon. Apparently... The Falcon has a song called Hasselhoff. <laughs> it's a great name for a song. It is. The Falcon. Good shout out to you. Should we listen to the Hasselhoff cheeseburger song too? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's remind people what they're looking at in this wonderful 30 second clip. <laughs> oh, that That's the cheeseburger. I can hear oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's falling all over him. Do you remember what the brand? Oh, falls apart. In and Out Burger. Burger, fries. I don't remember, but I'm guessing it's an In and Out Burger. Don't bother me. I'm eating. Yeah. If it doesn't get all over the place. Yeah, that's just like a parody video, yeah. I think, of the uh, of the cheeseburger incident. But rest assured, we saw it. <laughs> we saw him <laughs> eating that that thing. Um, I think it's Carl's Jr. Okay. It looked like Good. a Carl's Jr. burger. It literally fell apart as he took the first oh, bite. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just... I've never seen anybody enjoy a cheeseburger. Like that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it just tells you, regardless of how rich I mean, and famous I'm, I'm you sure get. I'm sure I've done... I've eaten that cheeseburger a hundred times in my life. I just, you know... It's nice uh, that he had somebody who loved him enough to record I've it. I've witnessed some stuff. Him. Let's just put it that way. I've witnessed some things when it comes to cheeseburger eating. Um, Nothing worse was the Papa John's incident with the... Uh, that Papa John's sauce. Right. Because you would fall asleep, like, eating a pizza, and that stuff would land on your clothes. It would literally bleach your clothes. I can honestly say I've never once fallen asleep eating a pizza. (laughs) I did witness somebody once fall asleep smoking a cigarette. That was interesting. That's that's scary. Yes. Um, All right, I'm going to start you off with my first trivia question. Uh, And this is, uh, again, a happier time. Uh, What ship will have a fully functional replica for passengers in 2022 set to go? All right, so I, I did see this. Okay. And my first thought was i'll go on the second voyage you're right of the titanic I ain't doing the first one <laughs> the titanic too is that gonna just have like a, a boat following it the whole way you would just, think just in case you would think it's still outfitted with better life uh you know mechanisms i think it'll be exciting to see like who are the people that are on that maiden voyage because i do think there's going to be a huge demand i mean leo to be part of that leo can relive his greatest memories i, I I don't think Leo would do it. You don't think Leo would no, do it? No, it's not You're a not going to get him out to the top of the thing going, I'm on top of the world? You know, I, I'll say, for what as about much a Leo as I like Leo, to, what about a Leo for as much as I like Leo, a, I don't know much about his personality as far as, but it just seems to me like. How about a lookalike? Can we at least get a lookalike out there and all that guy does is sit at the bow of that ship and go, I'm on top of the world? Yeah, like I'm trying to think of the guy from that film that would be perfect to be. Leo? Or just to be on that boat. Somebody from that movie has to oh, be on that boat. you know who boat. the guy is? That that coward at the end who was supposed yes. to marry him who was like, yes. What's that my daughter's thing? all I have. Yeah. Uh, he's famous uh, because he's got a brother. Kathy he, Bates was in that movie. She played sure, the sure. unsinkable Molly Brown. Molly Brown. She'd be a good candidate. Th- that guy, I feel like, is the brother of somebody famous, too. Like, his sister's a celebrity. I can't remember his name, but it'll come to me. Um, all right, what else you got for me in general knowledge? So Titanic okay, two so, twenty twenty two book your sh- uh, book your trip now. What was Albert Einstein's wife's last name at birth? Einstein. Yes. Yeah, he married Einstein. his cousin. Yeah, you know what's even more interesting than that? 
But who is who else did we talk about on this show whose uh, wife's last name was the same at birth? Roosevelt. Yeah, Roosevelt. That's right. Yeah, Eleanor Roosevelt was yeah. born Eleanor Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Yeah. Now, the thing about Einstein's wife is she was his first cousin. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. She was also his second cousin on the other side. Oh. <laughs> yes. So what you're saying is that the theory that your, your kids come out retarded, they either come out retarded or Einstein. Well, what did Einstein's kids end up with? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, uh, I never heard of any of his kids doing anything. This is a good point. They're not. They're no Einsteins. My favorite is that Bob Einstein and uh, his brother, better Brooks, known, right? Albert Brooks. Albert Al- Brooks. Albert Brooks's real name is birth Albert name Einstein. Is uh, Albert Einstein. Einstein. Yeah, yeah Einstein. Like, good plug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three years ago. Can you imagine you had to change your name from Albert Einstein? Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. It's like, right. I don't know. There, there was. Um, there well, who was would a, name their kid? I wonder what year was he named. I mean, that's a rough name to uh, give a it kid. It came out of for sure because of. I think it was named Einstein. after him. Yeah, no question. One one thing that I was great. There was a Twitter thread going, and it was basically I forgot who it was that did something that started it, but it was just um, a dude with the same name as somebody who did something horrible. Like in the public sphere, like like a mass murder or convict, right? And he posts on like his Ted Twitter Bundy. like something like that. He posts on his Twitter like, "It's not me. Please stop directing all of this stuff at me." Oh, it was Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah, yeah. you hit it right. Guy, on the head. His name was Brett Kavanaugh. Right. He's like, "Please, guy, I am not. I am Brett not Kavanaugh. that Brett Kavanaugh. Please stop doing this." And then the thread was everybody else who's also got one of those horrible names <laughs> yeah. being like, bro, which, I which, know how you say, feel. It's not a horrible guy's a Supreme Court justice. You know who the first I one mean, that, that exactly the first one that stuck Bundy. out? Uh, the first guy that replied that got the most love from it was great. What was the name of that uh, Patriots? Uh, oh, uh, Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> so an Aaron oh, Hernandez post back. He's oh. like, bro, I feel your pain. <laughs> Because that's a com- <laughs> that's a common name, Aaron yeah, Hernandez. Sure. There's a lot of Aaron Hernandez's out there. So, oh, that is funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, what else do you got? Or yeah, I got tons to go. Uh, let's see. All right, this is a tough one. I think you can get it, but I'm not going to say it's easy by any by any means. Uh, according to PBS, they did this thing called the Great American Read Program, okay. where they had a couple hundred of the best American novels, and people voted on their favorites. Okay. And it's really a great list if you're just looking for stuff to, to read to look at. Yeah, the, the list of 200 was tremendous. But anyway, this book came out on top as America's favorite novel ever. Wondering if you could t- take a shot. Like I said, it's tough, but it makes sense. I mean, it really is a beloved American novel that most of us have read or at some point. God, I hope it's not Catcher in the Rye. It's That's, not. Oh, thank God. Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird. You got it. Yeah? Yep. All right. You got it. There Nicely you go. done. The thank great, you. The great American novel. Sure. To Kill a Mockingbird. Hard to... Hard to argue. Hard to throw a great, hole in great that one. Protagonist, great protagonist. Everything's great. So, yeah, great, great storyline. Great, great everything. It, you get the lessons The movie was learned. great. Yes. You don't even have to read the book. No. <laughs> the movie's fantastic. <laughs> got you everything you needed. Is that Gregory Peck? Oh. Atticus Finch. Atticus fantastic. Finch. Fantastic. No, so, that's, that's a good one. I was going to... Nice get. Maybe my next guess would have been something in like the uh, Mark Twain world because I feel like that is uh, he's the he's the quintessential first American author, right? I mean there was there was like Longfellow, there was like those guys too, but like the first like not that's why I like this pick because it's a book you can actually read. Like yeah. those Mark Twain books, I can't even get through them. They, I don't, they don't even know what they're any, saying. Yeah, I don't even they make, make any, any sense. sense. Yeah, I mean maybe in the nineteen twenties. Sure, it was all the lingo from like the nineteen twenties. Yeah, 
They this wouldn't understand could, us talking on this podcast. You can sit down and read this book right now to your kids, and it's a great book. All right. So here's a question. Starting a trend among the nobility, what color tunic did Persian King Cyrus adopt for his royal purple. uniform? Yes. Yeah, purple, the color of royalty. The color of royalty. Can you believe that went famous. down to ancient Persia? That's where it became. Do you know the no, history I of thought, why? I, thought, I would have thought the Louis. Yeah, that's yeah. Where, uh, kings and the do kings you know why? France. Do you have any idea why purple became the, uh, the color of royalty? Was it the most expensive fabric to make? So, so listen to this. Or this the is dye an, this was is the most an, expensive. Yes, you hit it on the head. Purple dye. The initial uh, way that they got purple dye was from these rare mollusks, and they would have to squeeze this uh, mucus out of a mollusk, <laughs> and it took two hundred and fifty thousand mollusks for an ounce of purple dye. Oh but once God. you dyed wool in that, it never faded, and so. It was be, worth it to it was, these kings that had nothing to do but order people around to squeeze, squeeze clams. Right. So, so <laughs> or snails or whatever. Yeah, right. the hell they were. So they said like one, uh, one spool of of wool would cost somebody an entire year's salary based on what that took. So yeah, that's how it became the uh, the color associated with royalty. But all the way back got, to ancient Persia. I, got, I, have I, didn't... Rug, I have a rug in my house actually, and when I bought the rug, the guy was like, "Yeah, it takes like five people a year." In Persia, yeah, to make sure. this rug in Iran, there's no Persian anymore. <laughs> well, right, 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 right. Persian, Persian rug, rug right. right, or wherever it came from. But it's like to make one rug, single five rug. people will spend a year on it. Uh, you mentioned Einstein, so do you know what the uh, uh, hypothetical shortcut through space and time that's in science terms is known as the Einstein Rosen Bridge? What we call that? Oh my God. One more time. The hypothetical shortcut through space and time, scientifically known. Is it a wormhole? Yes. Okay. The All wormhole. Right. I thought. I, I thought that, but but it was the scientific the term, the Einstein Rosen Bridge. Okay, I, I never heard that term. A before. A couple but... Irish guys getting together and theorizing on that. <laughs> Sebastian, probably at the pub on the corner. Irish <laughs> <laughs> guys. Solving that whole uh, space and time travel. Did thing. you ever see that Family Guy where they talk about like Ireland before alcohol? <laughs> the skit. Yeah, oh, it's, it's classic. Throw it up. Uh, yeah. I got a space one for you while you're bringing that up. What is the term for the habitable zone around the star where liquid water can exist? Stratosphere? All right. Let me, let me say it again in more of its full form here. Hmm. What is the term for the habitable zone around a star where the temperature is just right? For liquid water to exist, I don't know. They call it the Goldilocks zone. Didn't know that. You haven't heard of that? No. There's a you know clue to like, throw in there. It's like though. too hot or too cold. Right, right. It's just but right. Just right. The porridge yeah, is that's just like, right. Yeah. They call it the Goldilocks zone. Yeah. There's a way. This I, is what they're I, looking I, for now to try to find life on other planets. They're trying sure. to find these Goldilocks planets zone. that exist in the Goldilocks zone. What I would say is just maybe throw a clue of uh, sharing its name with a. Yeah, yeah. Children's story. Something like oh, I was, was going to say, blonde-haired pain in the ass. Gentlemen, today we Ireland's top scientists have found a way to convert our entire population to pure energy. Oh, <laughs> hey, Michael McLeod's just invented a new kind of beverage in his basement. Hmm, whiskey. Yeah! <laughs> 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 there you go. Michael McLeod has just invented a new beverage in space. <laughs> We've converted our whole population to pure energy. <laughs> it was like the the Jetsons. 
Oh my god! All right, that let's move. Crazy. I hate stereotypes, but if you can laugh at the, hey, you, know, you got to laugh at yourself. Come on, especially when you're Irish. Um, Before you move on to sports, because I can Nick's feel you. Irish, I can so feel you leaning that way. I just have, I have yeah. to get this in here. Go for it. Because I can just, hit the last. One. I found this too hilarious. Uh, Motel Six has just paid a seven point six million dollar. Uh, what do they call those um, settlement? Class action lawsuits. Sure. Uh, because they were giving guests names to what agency? So in other words, they paid almost $8 million to settle a class action lawsuit because Motel 6 was giving guests names to what agency? The FBI? CIA? No, the Immigration and Customs. <laughs> Immigrations and Customs. So imagine you're going in to Motel 6 and you're checking in and they're just reporting you to immigration. Hey, Emilio Hernandez just checked in. <laughs> No, I can't imagine that, but that's, like, I mean, disgusting. Are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. I'll go even one further. These DNA kits, right? Yeah, yeah, I see them Those everywhere. Those DNA kits are being sold, all of the information directly to law enforcement, and it's in the contract when you do one of those that they will send all of it to the FBI. There was a guy wow. that was just arrested, not because he did one. He had a distant cousin that did one. And so they he were was able close to enough tie of a the, match? They were able to tie the DNA because... They got back. They get back every single DNA thing from like Twenty Three and Me. They all go right to this FBI database, and it gets analyzed and inputted. And they found a genetic sequence that matched a murder that they were looking for, and it got them to this guy. Hmm. I don't know. What do you think? Should Terrible. we have to turn our DNA over? No. You you think that that's crossing the line? Yeah, I think personal privacy is still something that we fought very hard for in this country. Yeah, and it's going to be misused. It's not a matter of it being used correct. You know it will be that's, misused. That's the problem is it'll right. be misused. It'll right. be over the overreach. For everything. And, and like suddenly, you know, like if you have to measure your life on a daily basis versus what the law says you're allowed to do, how many times would you be financially penalized? If you go a mile over the speed limit, now you get, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like the more controls you put on those things, the more you're just going to make people's lives a living hell. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm not in favor. of I think we also all. always think that things are going to be exactly the the way they are right now, or and like in a hundred or two hundred years. No. Like who knows if the U.S. ends up losing to another entity, and in two hundred years yeah, they take those DNA samples. <laughs> like just, any, anybody that has any racial exactly, heritage just, from this, you're dead right, right into the fire. Yeah, right, so like yeah, you so don't know how, how far-reaching anything will I become. Agree. All right, let's move on to uh, sports round. What number worn by quarterbacks is the most represented in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Okay, so the number worn by quarterbacks most represented in the Pro Football Hall of Fame is 12. Yes. Uh, you got that right. Yes. 100%. Number 12 and a couple more coming in eventually. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. One I so. keep an eye on usually. That's a good one. Yeah, my second sports question that I had for you this week was what nickname, uh, what city is nicknamed Titletown, USA, which I assume you'll probably know. I got a few to. pictures in front of Titletown, USA. There you go. Call it that. Uh, all right, we'll make a quick work of this sports round this week, but I, I got a couple of things I got to get to. Okay. Uh, first off, they held the New York City Marathon. Yes. Uh, there was two Ethiopians. They finished one and two. Of course they did. Over or under five seconds between the first place finisher and the second place finisher? Under. Two seconds. Could you imagine losing a marathon by two seconds? No. How, how could? How do you not have enough energy enough to in just pass that guy? You just ran 26.2 miles and you lost by two seconds. Yeah, but how can you let yourself lose by That's two what seconds? I'm saying. So you both, but both guys probably sprinted like at the end. You think they would tie, right? Ultimately, the guy who was in the front would let, like, 
Could you it's right there. It's got to be a winner. 6.2 miles. It's got to be a winner. Right, I thought Can't that I, I thought that was crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. That is crazy. I like uh, that one. I I right. hate to bring this up to you, but did uh you know college uh, basketball tipped off last night? Yes. Uh what conference with seven schools in the preseason top 25 tied the most in history? So this is uh, a conference with seven teams. ACC. ACC. Yeah. Syracuse is uh oh, it's, it's just a monster. It's did, like we went from the Big East. Did you see Duke Kentucky last night? That was awesome. I mean, it's, it's Kentucky a is the number two team in the country. country and they won by 30 them. points with, the, with a foot off the gas. Kentucky always starts slow. They'll be yeah. better at the end of the year. But I don't know if they'll be 30 points, but Duke looks like a monster. Zion. But then it's Duke. It's Williamson, Forrest. The guy's it's North six, Carolina. Seven, 285. And he can shoot. Like, I hated him. I hated him the second I saw him. <laughs> I was like, I already hate you. <laughs> like, how is that possible? I'm laying eyes on you for the first it time. It looks to me like he's got like a LeBron-like body where it's a man playing against uh, boys. boys still. Yeah. I'm sure Krzyzewski saw that, too. I was like, hey, how'd you like to be a Blue Devil? I've had enough of Duke to last my I know. lifetime. <laughs> I know. So I hate to bring it up, but I thought <laughs> that was good. okay. All right, one more thing. We'll I like playing them now. I like, I like there is a Syracuse-Duke rivalry. Yeah, I mean, I loved Syracuse in the Big East, and yeah, I love that Big they're East. They're better in the Big it, East. It, it, it's hard, but now the ACC has become the SEC of basketball, basketball. the way it is in football. Uh, last thing on this, I just uh, – anyway, I, I thought this was interesting. NFL record for most rushing touchdowns by a quarterback is held by? Michael Vick? Nope. Randall Cunningham? Nope. Cam Newton. Cameron Newton. Yeah, Cam Newton, I think, is, is uh, among running backs – in the top five over the last five years. In I think he's number three. Yeah, he's, he's, something, in, he's something in that I think that it might world. be LaShawn McCoy, Adrian Peterson, then Cam, Newton. Cam Newton. It's like somewhere in touchdowns. that range, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, no, that makes sense to me. He's he's a difficult guy to he, – he's – when you talk about a man among oh, boys, yeah. Yeah. like, that's yeah. Cam Newton to me. Imagine him in high school. You're like, uh, we're playing him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you're playing him. They got, like, a physical it's like when, when, when they brought Xerxes out yeah. in 300, and they're like, here's like, this. How are we supposed to tackle that guy? <laughs> what are we going to do with that guy? He's the size of a defensive end. A 5'11", 211-pound <laughs> white linebacker here, yeah. and you're asking him to go. Diving at his feet. Right, yeah. Try yeah, to, try to get him down do. there. No, that's, that's definitely uh, disturbing. I don't know if you saw this. We didn't ask it in the last week's podcast, but uh, it happened uh, pretty recently. Uh, do you know who became the youngest Major League Baseball manager hired by the Minnesota Twins in uh, in the league? Did I ask you this last podcast? No, you I did. didn't, Good. and I don't know. So he was a former Tampa Bay Rays player, just retired recently, and he's got one of the great Italian names ever to play Major League Baseball. The most Italian name, I would say, ever in the history of Italian names. Andrea Bocelli. That's a great. Uh, <laughs> I think he's a he's a singer though. I'm pretty sure. I don't think he's a baseball player. But how about instead of Andrea Bocelli, how about Rocco Baldelli? Oh, there you go, Rocco Baldelli. Rocco Baldelli, 37 years old, the youngest manager in Major League Baseball. What a name, Rocco Baldelli. He's there because of that name. Oh, that's, that's how you get who you get a job want? like that. Hey, who's coming to interview for the history? Tom Smith. Who's the next candidate? Rocco Baldelli. We're hiring him. Call up Rocco. Call up Rocco. <laughs> How are you going to argue with Rocco Baldelli? All right, what else you got? I got one more sports for you before Just you move Just give on. it to me. We'll move on. Okay. Um, so this is um, – I always like in, in Quizzo, at least especially in the sports round, to ask something that is a entertainment slash sports question. Yeah, And great. I think out of all the sports movies that exist, this is my 
in my top five, but my favorite comedy sports movie ever. Bull Durham. I would have a hard time fighting between these two, but Bull Durham. Major I, League. Yes. Okay. Yes, Major League. So I have Major League ahead of Bull Durham on my favorites. Yeah, it is. It, I like Bull I just Durham. I think the story's better. It is. The ensemble cast. The... It's it's funnier. Yes. It's more light moments. Like, Bull Durham's great, but it's a little more romancy. Well, the time that Bull Durham came out, it was more of like a grown-up movie yes. for at my age, whereas Major League was like, let's go see this Straight five times in the in, movie in theater. Like, I loved it. The, I couldn't get enough of it. One of the best movies of all time. So my favorite, um, one of my favorite subplots there is uh, Dennis Haspert. You know, you know who he played? No. He played Pedro Serrano. Oh, okay. So do you know the name of the god that Dennis Hatsburg's character, Pedro Serrano, prayed to? F.U. Joe Boo. Yes! Joe Boo. <laughs> Joe Boo. Joe Boo. I say you, F.U. Joe Boo. I do it myself. <laughs> I'll do hats. it myself. That was the line. Yeah, hats yeah. for bats. I'll do it myself. Keep bats warm. <laughs> did, he do, did he sacrifice a chicken yeah. or something? And no, then they he, brought he a wanted to. Chicken? He's like, yeah, uh, yeah, so they... our, our cleanup hitter wants to sacrifice a live He's like, all right, I'll, hold on, yeah. I'll take care of it. And in Bull Durham, it was something similar, too, because the guy said he, there was a hex on his glove. Yes. And he had to, you know, get chicken bones or whatever else to, to get rid of the hex And I wonder if glove. that all came from uh, Wade Box. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because didn't he have a yeah, thing where he chicken, chicken before every single fried chicken before, before every, every game? game. What, a, what a great way to teach your kids how to be a professional athlete. <laughs> like, I go think grease sp- up. It's specific to baseball players because you have so much more time to think. Oh, no Like, question. when you're playing basketball and you, oh, you're you, exhausted, you, you, you got to do You're standing still. When you're still playing and... baseball and you go into a slump and you have, like, five at-bats a day yep. and, and you're trying to knock yourself out of them. Different animal altogether. All right. Uh, I want you to start us off with geography, history, and then we'll do some entertainment and call it a show. All right. What country has the longest combined land borders? So if you took all of their land borders with other countries— what country would have the longest combined land borders? I, I mean, I can't. It's either Russia or China. Okay. Right? I can go with that. Okay, I'm going to go with Russia. If you think of northern Russia, what do you think of? Nothing. Right. China. Right. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But I figured I think, southern China well, they should, is also ocean. No. No, southern China is mostly. Oh, you're There's, thinking of like western. Western. Yeah, but Russia has that same problem. Yeah, okay. So, but it was one or the other. Yeah. So there you go. So China is more of a circle than Russia, where it's just yeah. that, that. That makes sense. All right, this one is a gem. Okay. I don't come up with too many geography history gems, but this was great. And I actually had to really think about this one too because it's like, all right, there's a couple candidates, and then I like couldn't rem- I couldn't really remember. So I'll ask you this: There's only one grandfather and grandson to serve as U.S. president ever. Hmm. Okay. So I, I gotta be able to get this. Because the Bushes, they were father and father son. Father and son. And the Adams family was father and son. Which would lead me to the Harrisons. Boom! Benjamin and William Henry. Who was who? So who came first, Ben or Will? That's right. But William was early on. Right, but I'm going to go Benjamin. You're wrong. Ah. Now, here's what's confusing about it. You ready? William Henry Harrison's father was Benjamin Harrison. Okay, but not that Benjamin Harrison. His grandson was named after his father and was the president, Benjamin gotcha. Harrison. Gotcha. But his father, William Henry Harrison's father, was also a politician. I think okay. he was a governor, and he signed the Declaration of Independence. 
All right. Jeez, got the first part right. Yep. So William Henry Harrison died in 30 days. Yeah. Didn't wear a coat. When they say kids. <laughs> well, back then, you get pneumonia, the you're dead. Sure. Yeah. Imagine get... living in a world where if you catch pneumonia, it's just like, let's just. just I would have been. Call it. I would have been phased out of society a long time ago because I get strep throat once a year. But he gave like that a three-hour inauguration speech in the rain with no coat. Uh, cost of his life. Absolutely. All right. What is the most popular destination for U.S. foreign travelers? What is the most popular destination France. for U.S. foreign travelers? We love going to France. Nope. Nope. Canada. Ah, uh, number two. Oh. Mexico? Yes. Really? Yeah, people are still going to Mexico, no matter how much warning you put on it. I, I've been to Mexico. I was on a cruise, and I got off like at, three a, times, at a maid, but... like a, a port, you know, and I are stayed. Are you talking about the time that we were there? Or are you talking about a different time? Oh, I didn't even get off that ship. Yeah. <laughs> I was, gonna say, I don't <laughs> I was think working for three days straight there. Yeah. I was in Mexico's waters. You know what? It, you know what it, was? it was USC Notre Dame, and it was the game where they pushed... The Reggie Bush pushing Matt Liner. It's one of the greatest yeah, college yeah, yeah, football yeah. games ever played. That's why I left the ship. To was, go watch that. Because they didn't have it on the ship. So I had to go into... Um, town. Was it Rosarito or something yeah, like some, that? Somewhere. Into a town. I watched it on like one of those TVs uh, that was at the... Uh, hotel I stayed hotel you stayed at recently yeah. and you sent me a picture of it. I, didn't, I, I stayed at a hotel, folks, that shall remain nameless in the Atlanta metropolitan No, it's actually region. a name of a hotel that would sound like a good hotel. It's it's, it's a, a Wyndham. It was a yeah, Wyndham. Yeah, okay. Oh, you said not to be named. And I was like, no, it wasn't like you were staying well, in... Uh, yeah, I understand. The Motel it, 6 I, and they're I returning... I didn't, I didn't want to embarrass Reporting it. you to immigration. <laughs> place probably should have, but the the... Hotel had uh, an array of Zenith televisions <laughs> still in existence, which I looked up the model because I was so curious. Yeah, we were talking My about television it. was built in 1992. <laughs> so this place is made. They haven't made go... a box television from Zenith since the 90s. It was like nothing I've ever seen before. I, I really, it like brought me right back to my childhood. So good That's on you. Even, even though flat screens are 100 bucks now, which is what it cost one night to get in my room. <laughs> Uh, they can't. They can't make that little upgrade. Um, all right. So, do I have anything else from uh, geography? Uh, oh, uh, did I ask you last week where the uh, Field of Dreams is? What state? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Actually, you, you, not on purpose, but yeah, yeah I, I had I guessed I just, Iowa. I think I just mentioned for, it. Right, right. I said uh, Johnny Cash's birthplace it. in the smallest state west of the Mississippi. And did we talk about the uh, uh, state with the most hurricanes ever recorded? No, we didn't. Since 1851, what U.S. state has had the most hurricanes since I mean, we started I mean, tracking? It's got to be Florida. It's right. got to be Florida. Just too Correct. much peninsula sticking out there. That's right. So Florida is where you go for hurricanes. Now, it's a good thing that both the governor and both senators from Florida are climate deniers. <laughs> Congratulations, Apparently, Florida. You've elected bar, people bother in Florida that just at all. do not care about the fact that your state is going to be underwater within 25 years. So good for you. Keep voting them in. What else you got? We're going to move to entertainment here? Let's do it. All right. Because so, I just I got 10 minutes. Yep. So. I got two great entertainment questions, and we can call it a day. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, let's see. Did you see the sexiest man alive for people? Sexiest man. Fell off my radar. Sasha Baron Cohen? No. Oh. Nope. Donald Trump? No. No. Uh, You'd have to ask Donald Trump. Or uh, that woman Sanders, Huckabee Sanders. Of course, there, Trump's of the course sexiest, he's the sexiest man alive. Man alive. Well, shut sexiest up! Man Stop asking stupid lived. questions. Yeah, she's 
I, you see, but I don't even really listen to her. I just listen to the stern parody of her, and that's it's now in my same. head. It's the same. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, that parody is the same, though. That's exactly that's just, how she sounds. Just when, so great. When Robin plays clips of her, I mean, that's really her that's saying that stuff. Unbelievable. Um... Somebody I hate, like Bradley Cooper. No, I think it's a guy you like. Uh, <laughs> like Bradley Cooper. I didn't know you hated Bradley Cooper. I don't want him to be the sexiest man alive. Yeah, he's, anybody that ain't Bradley is I don't like the name Bradley. enough. Uh, Brad, I know, been... you, I know you listen to the Quizzo podcast, so I'm not throwing you under the bus. I, you're a good dude. I, yeah, I've heard John Stern. Everybody seems, seems to like dude. you. Everybody says you're a nice guy. I just don't want you to be the sexiest man alive. Your, your life is already good I, enough. I just think you're against the name Bradley. Is the first name name for him? It just reminds me of Ben Affleck for some reason. There's there's this quality that that that's. I don't see the same career trajectory. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Bradley Cooper is a much more talented oh, yeah. actor, and I've enjoyed films he's been right. in. Where I can never, you know, outside of the rare occasion where I was ever like, wow, you know, who was really good in that Ben Affleck. How yeah, many ben times Affleck's, have you ever said that to yourself? He's been in like three or four things that I've liked. Of it, what's of his, his best role? Oh, Goodwill definitely Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. Right, but he, he plays like a side part. He's like good in movies character. that like he writes or directs. So you know, you know, like The Town was a good movie. I um, didn't like it. I thought it was. No, I eh. did. There was something about like Goodbye Girl, not Gone Girl. That's a different movie. But like there was something like Jilly. Uh, no, no. Uh, no. He was in a Kevin Smith movie. I didn't hate. That was oh like, yeah, again, that's, chasing Amy. Yeah, yeah. He was whatever in that. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I don't mean to. But Bradley Cooper the show. has already been the sexiest man. That's why I'm saying. Like I didn't want. Not that to say to you can't have repeats, but yeah. Um, who's the dude uh, from Pirates of the Caribbean? Uh, oh, Johnny Depp. No, 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 He's no, been no, that no, a few. No, no. Oh, Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom. You know what? As you say it, put money on him for next year because yeah. I don't think he's been it yet, and he's right in there. He seems like that's the kind of yeah. guy they're going for. So yeah. I don't know. I didn't see it. So. Idris Elba. Elba. Oh yeah, big fan. Yeah, big fan. I, I think he should be James Bond. He was great as Stringer Bell. I loved him in The Office. I was one of the few people who liked him as the boss in The Office. Okay, because he I just, just played. He played everything that. straight, and it was like such a foil to. Uh, Michael Scott all over all those different years. You know, it's like now you're watching the entire staff that is de- had used to be dealing with such an idiot as a boss and Michael Scott now dealing with this guy who's just incredibly smart and plays it straight. <laughs> and he's just <laughs> looking a, at everybody like, like what, is going what on? am I dealing with with these people? So it was kind of funny uh, to a certain extent. All right, that's an interesting one. Now I'm going to blow your mind here. Okay. I got my daughter into this movie very recently, not the whole movie, but just a couple of parts in it. And when I was replaying a clip over and over for her, I picked up on something that I had never noticed before, and I just laughed my butt off because it's one of those great things where uh, it's a reference from a different movie, making it into this movie from a different character playing a different uh, character that he was aligned with in a different movie. Okay. And you've seen, so the best example I could ever give of that is Trading Places. Um, in the movie uh, Coming to America, uh-huh. Eddie Murphy hands a couple of homeless guys on the street money. Right. And the homeless guys he hands the money to were Mortimer and right. Randolph from Trading Places. Right. So it's one character that's in a different movie gotcha. bringing in characters. Yeah, from, I thought of from, that immediately when you were saying That's the that. only one it's I like, can really remember, but they do that in this movie. Okay. And it was genius. So I, one I movie features it. a cameo from Dan Aykroyd working as a doctor for the Callahan Brain Institute and 10 Second Tom. That's the giveaway, if you can remember 10 Second Tom. So once again, one movie features a cameo from Dan Aykroyd working as a doctor for the Callahan Brain Institute and 10 Second Tom. 
Oh, man. 10-second Tom. 10-second Tom. One of my so, all-time favorite bits in movie history. Jeez. I think he may have stopped me. See, the Callahan brain, it doesn't have anything to do with Tommy Boy, does it? Well, that's where it, so... Uh, so I'm the, on the right, the I'm on the scent, but I, I don't know that I could piece it together. All right, I'll give you a 10-second, Tom. Ready? Okay. I would like to introduce to you our most distinguished clinical subject, Tom. Hi, I'm Tom. Henry. Marlon. Doug. Lucy. Hi. Oh, those are cool flip-flops. Where'd you get them? You like those? It's an interesting story. I was over in the North Door the other day. Hi, I'm I... Tom. Huh? Uh, Henry. Hi. Marlon. Tom lost part of his brain in a hunting accident. His memory only lasts 10 seconds. It was in an accident? That's terrible. Don't worry. You'll totally get over it in about three seconds. <laughs> get over it? I mean, what happened? Did I get shot in the brain? I... Hi, I'm Tom. <laughs> Hi. Doug. Hey. Marlon. Hey, Tom, can I tell you a secret? <laughs> Don't you think you're a little old to still have wet dreams? <laughs> <laughs> You got the movie yet? Hi, I'm Tom. Yeah, what the hell, Tom? It's 50 first dates. Okay. Where Lucy loses her memory after I've seen every day. It, but only once. So Dan Aykroyd plays this doctor that they visit very briefly. And he gives a tour of the place. And he says, here at the Callahan Institute, we're funded from millionaire auto parts industrialist Brian Callahan from Sandusky, Ohio. Yeah, there you go. So, so they make the this, they make this brain parts. institute, right. and of course, who was Callahan's biggest uh, competitor in Tommy Boy? Was Dan Aykroyd? Oh, right, because he made the Zelinsky Zelinsky Auto Supply stores. Yep. yep. Yeah. So they brought <laughs> they brought Dan Aykroyd in Fifty First Dates, and he's the doctor for the Callahan Brain Institute, and the Callahan that funds it is Tommy Boy's dad. It's funny. So and I, it it goes so quick. It's like just a throwaway line in the middle of that thing before they get to ten second Tom. And I was like, did he just say the Callahan Institute of Sandusky, Ohio? Because I got that shirt, Callahan Auto Parts, Sandusky, Sandusky Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. It's one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. So good on you, writers of Tommy Boy or writers of Fifty First Dates for getting that reference in there. Crazy. Yep. What else you got? Uh, let's see. Oh, um, election day and all. Uh, what candidate for Nevada's uh, or the Nevada Assembly's 36th district? What candidate for the Nevada Assembly's 36th district was found dead by Ron Jeremy? Yeah, that's Dennis Hoff. Dennis Hoff. Yeah, that's the other Hoff. Yeah, <laughs> we've gotten both Hoffs mentioned in. <laughs> I just, if you're gonna be found dead by somebody, <laughs> you don't want it to be nah, Ron Jeremy. Probably not. I mean, I guess he doesn't care at this point. I'm sure the guy Dennis, had as much life as he had to live, but, uh, you, you know. I, you, you always wonder if there's something nefarious that happened there because that guy is just so out there with what he does. And, like, he just – I don't know. I, I, I always worry about that. I wonder about those things. Uh, I know the guy was overweight and whatever else, but, like, you just have it that kind of money. It does seem that he was a month away from becoming an assemblyman in the state of Nevada. I'm still, you know, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I hear things that Talk just about, seem a little uh, bit too doors. strange a coincidence. Uh, we were going to have a potential, uh, what would you call He's a pimp? Yeah, he's a pimp. Right. <laughs> like yeah, in voted Congress. in. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Uh, we, we, the, we, the folks of Nevada, have voted <laughs> in a pimp. <laughs> 
Also, Huggy Bear is oh, no. now. Uh, Don't have to be... worry about it. Uh, Ron Jeremy found him dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like... That's what I'm saying. You think you get what I'm what I'm hitting at? Uh, just Anytime the bit. hedgehog shows up, it's worth the a he- second look. The hedgehog. What a nickname. <laughs> what a nickname. Ron Jeremy. Like, if you thought about the least appealing guy you ever want to see in a in an adult film, it's Ron Jeremy, and yet somehow it's not offensive. When he's in these adult films, I don't know. It's there's there's. I mean, maybe it's, it's because it's like Ari, because it's the guy that looks like that. Is it more? I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the most shocking element of Ron Jeremy is in my life. But I think I know. There's, what it there's is. a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Um, here is my last entertainment question for you for Quizzo Podcast episode number thirty three. After being insulted by Courtney Love, gotta love that start, right? Oh, who hasn't been? Who hasn't been insulted by Courtney Love? For looking like a high school cheerleader, who wrote the song Holla Back Girl as a response? Gwen Stefani. Yes. Right. You know where realize, that came from? I did not know that. So uh, she was insulted by Courtney Love in an interview. Biggest hit. Courtney Love said, I don't need to be the most popular kid in school. I don't need to be a cheerleader like Gwen Stefani. So Gwen uh, Stefani made that song in the style of a cheerleader. I ain't no holla back, back girl. No. Right. And did it directed at Courtney Love. What a hit. Wow. Ah, it's mush. It's mush. So. All that, right, so that's your, uh, that's your I guess background. we'll leave you with this. You know, people aren't buying albums anymore. I'm sure you've seen that. I haven't bought trend. an album in like 20 years, man. I think the last album I bought was, was with fish. you. In like, no, I was in New Orleans. And it yeah, New Orleans. Fish. It was Bruce Springsteen's yes. <laughs> uh, bluegrass album. Yes, that's the last album I bought. It's like for some reason I knew it was in New Orleans because it had been years since I bought an album. At which point I bought that album. Yeah, and that was in Louisiana too. We bought Farmhouse. Yes, in uh, Baton yes, Rouge. We did. We did. So. All right, so uh, people aren't buying albums anymore, but if you could think of one genre of people that would still be buying albums or one genre that's still selling albums, I'll ask you this. If I could think about one. After, yeah, like, what genre of people who listen to music still buy albums where you would want to listen to the whole album? Any genre, any genre. It doesn't have to be pop music. Jazz? Classical? Yeah, exactly. Gospel. That type of classical, right? right? So after 25 years, what tenor landed his first number one album on the Billboard charts? He's got the number one album on the Billboard charts after 25 years in the business. What tenor? Uh, Pavarotti? Domingo Placido? Andrea Bocelli? Andrea Bocelli. <laughs> <laughs> I just named all three tenors. I figured one of them has to He's be. He's got the number one album on the Billboard charts. Oh, my Andrea God. Andrea Bocelli. I am so happy to hear that. Is there <laughs> is there a better guy besides Rocco Baldelli that deserves something than and Andrea, Andrea Bocelli. Bocelli? Have you ever heard uh, the comedy routine about Andrea Bocelli? I have not. The Sebastian Maniscalco routine? I love Sebastian Maniscalco. Where he Maniscalco. talks about... Him and his uh, wife, they went to go see Andrea Bocelli. Okay. And he comes out after the concert. He's married a Jew- to a Jewish woman. And an I artist. Lo- I lo- right. I love his And she's half Spanish. That. Isn't, isn't her last name like, like Gomez They bring out this matzah. I'm like, hey, can I get a little oil? Okay. <laughs> a little album? If I don't have bread within 30 seconds <laughs> of me sitting down, I lose my mind. <laughs> yeah, he goes to Passover. Could you imagine an Italian at Passover? <laughs> Absolutely it's not. like, wait, where's Waiting the... three and a half hours for food. <laughs> where is the food? Oh, 
that's funny. So anyway, they, they, they go to see Andrea Bocelli live okay. in concert, and uh, he comes out. At the end of the concert, he comes out riding a white horse. <laughs> that's how he exits the building. And if you know Andrea Bocelli, he's been blind for long time. decades. Yeah, so it's like you got a blind guy riding a white horse in out the of middle the of place. a stage. With a tremendous exit, though. <laughs> I mean, what an exit. <laughs> Can you imagine? Hey, Just wrapping things up. And hey, I'm Gwen gonna... Stefani, go get yourself a horse. All right, that's it for episode 83. See you oh, next buddy. time, everybody. This has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information. Gonna fight, gonna give it my all, gonna make you fall, gonna suck it to you. That's right.